0: Welcome to the Bourbon Boys. This is your singular Bourbon Boy here this week, Uh, yet again. um, You all are going to get a special treat of hearing me uh, nose and taste a couple new bourbons from Bourbon, from Bardstown Bourbon Company. Uh, These were so graciously supplied to me by Bardstown Bourbon Company as they seem to have supplied a lot of people with these samples, I assume they're very proud of them. Um, so, uh, as you may or may not have noticed the 30 for 30 sort of died at 21. I will finish that. Um, I am going to take a bit of a hiatus from drinking a ton of bourbon. So it may be a slower than I'd hoped. Um, I just got back from a week in Kentucky, and if I keep up like this, you're going to be looking for a new host of this episode, this podcast, because I will be dead. Um, So these episodes are going to be hopefully more inter, uh, interview-centric going forward. I, I'm trying to get back with uh, Brian from Twisted Path so he can geek out on whiskey again and maybe... Just take us from grain to glass how he or most people produce whiskey so you can sort of get the intricacies of it. I know everybody goes to the uh, tours, but the tours uh, tend to be a little generic. Um, You don't get a whole lot of talk about heads and tails and when they cut it and how they recut it and then all that jazz. So hopefully Brian can supply us with a little bit of that uh geeky knowledge and if I if I get enough drinks in him maybe he'll give us some CIA stories. Um so then again he may have to kill me. So if he does, we'll be again looking for another host. Um and uh Ben Pickett, you know what to do with my bourbon after I'm dead. So Let's get on with this tasting. Oh, God, I'm about to sneeze. Okay. I just got back from my mom and dad's house in Kentucky where we had deer and beer festivals, my dad's birthday party every year, um, where he cooks up a shitload of food. Obviously, deer is a big part of that. Wild game. We had a bunch of fish. We had catfish, um, bluegill. Uh, Red Snapper, there was something else too. Uh, my brother had some tuna steaks. We had a bunch of venison burgers and back straps and jalapeno poppers. And my dad makes the cheesiest, most terrible for you hash brown casserole. And my mom makes the most delicious Boston baked beans with brown sugar. It almost makes your your arteries harden as you stare at it. But it is delightful. Uh, Enough about that because it's late and I am hungry. All I had was a beef shawarma for dinner. And those who don't know what a beef shawarma is, look it up as I did. It's quite tasty. It is much like a gyro. But beef, obviously. So the first one I'm going to do taste of is the Discovery Series. Um, Like I said, this is Bardstown Bourbon Company uh, this Discovery Series is a blend of four Kentucky bourbons, 5% Kentucky bourbon, aged 13 years old, mash bill of corn, 78%, 12% rye, and 10% balted barley, 75%, which is the lion's share of this blend, is Kentucky straight bourbon, Aged eleven years, seven months, seventy-four percent corn, eighteen percent rye, and eight percent malted barley. Uh the the final two is a ten-year-old Kentucky straight whiskey, which is ten percent, uh seventy-five, thirteen, and twelve. And the final is ten percent Kentucky whiskey, bourbon, five-year-old, uh, seventy-five percent corn, thirteen percent rye and 12% malted barley. So, for this it noses slightly immature, slightly younger. It's like it's like the 5-year-old is battling the 13-year-old to the death. Anytime you put younger whiskey like that in there, it has a tendency to overpower the older stuff, in my opinion. It's not a bad, like, it's not corny, but it's like, you get a little bit of that green appley corn, sort of corn, I guess, but not overpowering, and to be completely honest, I have sifted both of these before, and I was pleasantly surprised in them, but these have now been open for a while and sitting in my kitchen, so they may have uh, changed depending on your opinion of if oxygen can change a whiskey. Some people will say no, depending on who you listen to. Uh, Wade Woodard, who is uh, probably the first time mentioned on this podcast, believes that it does not, and he has had a scientific test, and if you could see me right now, you would see the quote-unquotes. Um... It's tough for me to believe that one person could have a scientific test, but the way he did it was probably the closest you're going to do it, but it's still a lot of – it's very subjective regardless of how he does it or anybody does it for that matter. Um, it's got a lingering finish. It's really pleasant. That's one thing I could say. Ooh. It's got a deep, deep, some people would call it Kentucky hug. To me, it sort of feels like heartburn for a second, especially since this is the first drink I've had. So, uh bear with me and for other people that have that heard Wade Woodard's name and has tuned out already um, sorry um, I know he he loves me so much I'm sure he's listening to this since he complained about my last podcast and tried to save everybody time heaven forbid that I allow somebody to speak their mind because it doesn't agree with you. W Okay. <clears throat> I'm having a hard time with this. I I like it. I think this is a hundred dollar bottle, and their packaging is really nice. But. <clears throat> palette, kind of thin on tasting notes, it just sort of, it gives you a nice little burn and it's a pleasant palette, but I don't pick up anything distinctive. Um, I mean, that's kind of what you get with blends a lot of times. Because that's sort of the point of a blend—is to take out the pits, but then in that point you take out some of the high points too—the good stuff. That thirteen-year-old Kentucky whiskey probably would have been bourbon, probably would have been amazing by itself. But you got to throw some five-year in there to make it last a little longer. Um, at a hundred dollars, which is what I think it is, I wouldn't be. Mad if I bought this, but I wouldn't be running out to buy another one, so I'd probably call it a bar. Um, I need to figure out something that I can try on this podcast that so would be a pass. I've had entirely too much terrible whiskey that I just let things be bars too often. I need to be like the podcasters and get some of the worst garbage I can find. finish this okay Hmm. there's a little bit of spice in that last one I probably should have drank something before I had this, but I'm trying to cut down, like I said, on whiskey drinking, so <clears throat> I didn't want to drink too much. So, we definitely get a little more spice. It's very spicy. There's not a ton of fruit in it, and not a ton of sweetness, which is generally what I like. Um, but yeah, definitely super spicy. Hmm. All right, well, the second one is the Fusion Series. Um, It's 40% 11-year-old, 7-month Kentucky bourbon, 74% corn, 18% rye, 8% malted barley, 18% Kentucky Bargetown Bourbon Company, uh, bourbon I would assume, 2-year-old, 3 months, 68% corn, 20% wheat, And 12% barley. 42% Kentucky Bourbon Company bourbon. Two-year-old one month. 60% corn. 36% rye. And 4% malted barley. This is the Fusion series. I love the names. Fusion and Discovery. I mean, their packaging and name and marketing is excellent. (laughs) If nothing else... And the first whiskey is solid, so I can't knock them. Although, like I said, I would love to because I need to have one on here that I can knock. Now, this one's more youthful, obviously. You can smell the youth in it a little more with that much two-year-old. I mean, you're looking at 60% two-year-old. Green apple, corn, uh, grain, but not like overpowering dickle-type grain. Because dickle-type grain makes me want to puke, but this is pretty good smell-wise. I think I might rip out a... I might do one more review on here just because I'd like to get like 20 minutes. And uh, I have a rye bone snapper I'd like to... Do a review of real quick and then have a Gatorade and go night nights. Palette It is younger, obviously because it is younger and you can detect that it's far more corn but not not an overpowering corn or grain like uh like i've referred to as dickle but it's very muted there isn't a whole lot going on with it period and i think this is a 70 dollar bottle i probably should have looked this up research ain't it a bitch That's what happens when you're a team of one, one individual. Uh, I am taking applications for uh, anyone local to the Milwaukee area that would like to be a podcast host on a weekly basis. Because uh, my current podcast host sucks ass. And that was not success, that was sucks ass. It would be much easier if we could just do face-to-face podcasts weekly. Ugh. Podcasters and dads drinking bourbon, I envy you very much. Yeah, I'm gonna be harsh on this one. It is a pass. I mean, if you see it at a bar and it's ten bucks or twenty bucks, try it. It may be your cup of tea. I just, I it's a little young for me and at the 50 to 70 price point that i think it is i just can't see saying bar on it as much as i'd like to because they were nice enough to send me these <clears throat> it's not bad i mean it's 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 not off putting like it's not. Whoa. i wouldn't it's not uh, beaver gland whiskey but it's It's very uh, inconsequential. You might have to look that up like I had to look up shawarma. So hold on a second. I'm going to go grab this other bottle. It might take me a second because I'm sitting on the floor. Okay, I decided to grace you with two more uh, reviews. So we'll do four reviews total in this episode. And the second two are going to be Rise. This one was given to me by a Mr. Steve Ha. It is a whistle pig, bummed rhino, 13-year-old MGP Rye, and it has a rhino on it, much like uh, Mr. Ha's favorite animal. I believe his nickname is the rhino, so he was gracious enough to give me this. And I will do a uh, continuation of the 30 for 30 with uh, Fat Unicorn Smooth Ambler. So I can give my full review on that, since I will have to eat a little crow on that, and I deserve to have to do an entire entire review just on that to get that crow that I deserve. I'll be honest with you: we drank a lot of whiskey that day. We picked those eight barrels, and uh, I don't know. I'm not gonna say that he took another barrel than I tasted. I'm just gonna say that I was mistaken. And it is excellent. But I will, that will be for another podcast. So, this is Whistlepig, MGP Rye. These are both going to be MGP Rye's, so... Yippee. Now, this one has a nose like a... I mean, it's 13 years old, so you get a little more of the oak, and it's like a more mature. The Bone Snapper, I think, is is from rural end, and it's six years, six, seven, seven. It's like six and a half years old. Six and a third years old, yeah. It was barreled on 12, uh, 2012 and bottled on 4, 2019. I'm actually trying to get hooked up with these guys so I can do one of these myself. So I think uh, Mythical would do a good job with these. Anyway, solid nose, your typical MGP, rye funk, like a some people say dill pickle. This actually has a little corn nose to it. A grain, I guess I should say, because it is rye whiskey. It's good. I've had much better MGP rise. sitting on my tongue a little bit. It's got a little bit of an afterburn, but other than that, not a huge flavor spice bomb like a lot of these are. Not a really fruity either. It's very, it's very, mm, meh to say. And I don't want to hate on Steve Haas shit, but I mean, it's, it's decent, but it's not great. Um, So if you could pick one up for retail, and you're just a huge M.G.P. whore, like myself, <clears throat> maybe a buy. Uh, if not, I'd say it's a <sighs> pass. And I hate to say that about something Steve High did, but it's just, I mean, these people send you samples and you got to pick the best available or just nothing. So its it's okay. It's not great. And it's not bad. On the bone snapper. Oh, that was a tight cord. Oh. Sound effect. I'll have my engineer, myself, get a drop of that. Future podcast. Bloop. All right. Uh, this is... Oh, the other one didn't have... Didn't have the ABV or proof on it. Not ABV. That's for beer. Alcohol percentage or the proof. This one is 120 proof. Uh 180 bottles. Picked by Rule Inn in Indianapolis. Very interesting place. Not what I expected when I rolled up. When I heard they had all these good barrel picks. You can definitely tell this is younger. You got more alcohol in the nose for sure. Yep. And I've had this one before, and its I thought it was pretty tasty the first time. Of course, I think I'd had it after I had a few other things. So let's have it on a relatively fresh palate. Get a little more bite. It was like a little fresh grass, maybe, but not overpowering. You just get a little bit of hint of earthiness, which is not normally my cup of tea, but with this, it's not bad. Yeah. Now the difference between this and the whistle pig is six and a half years age but fifty dollars versus uh ninety ish and I'm not unhappy with my fifty dollar purchase with this i mean it's definitely not the greatest m g p ride i've ever had, but it's not bad i mean it's it's got a little bit of A little bit of that sweet spice that you expect out of NGP rye. The only thing it's got is that little bit of earthiness that I don't necessarily care for, generally speaking. But in this case, is not bad at all. It sort of turns real fast. It's not overpowering. So, for this, if you can get one, I'd say it's a buy. Just because of the $50 price tag, really. I mean, it's not going to knock anybody's socks off in a blind taste test. But it's also not going to repulse anybody. And everybody, just, it'll probably be a middle-of-the-road MGP pick. Ooh, it's lingering in my... <clears throat> Barrel-proof wrap. All right, well, that's going to be it for this week's podcast. Hopefully I can get uh, Brian on next week to geek out for you all. And uh, until then, enjoy your pours and enjoy your family.